Well, I was a fanatic. There's no doubt a fanatic. My goal was to get carried out of the wrestling room because of exhaustion, and it never happened. The thing it did for me every day about 6 o'clock is that when I got out, I looked back in, and there was nobody else there. Bottom line was I didn't reach my goal. So guess what happened? I went back in the room again. But I got some quality time because of just some kind of a fanatic goal. Welcome back to Wrestling Changed My Life podcast. This is your host, Ryan Warner. Folks, today's guest is Brendan Buckley. So Brendan is a former Division I wrestling coach at Cal Poly, but he now runs Beat the Streets New York, which is the, the flagship chapter of the amazing program, Beat the Streets. And I really think you're going to like the conversation, just what Beat the Streets is, how much it does for the state of New York, and how much it does for the for the kids in the program. It's really an amazing thing. So sit back and enjoy the episode. Real quick, for past episodes, please visit WrestlingChangeMyLife.org. And if you're listening on your phone, please leave us a review, give us a rating, or subscribe on iTunes. And without further ado, let's take you to the podcast with Brendan Buckley. This was recorded at his office in New York City. Thank you. Brendan, pleasure to have you on the show. I appreciate making some time for us. We're here at Beat the Streets HQ in New York, which is awesome. We've heard a lot about it. Uh, mainly from the big gala that you guys do every year, whether it's the dual meet at Times Square or on the ship. Um, it's very exciting. So let's just start with, you know, what is Beat the Streets and what's your role here? Beat the Streets is a youth development organization. Um, the, the space that we uh, reside in in the nonprofit industry we call sports-based youth development. Okay. So we are a wrestling organization. Uh, we strive to be be more diverse and dynamic than just a, a place to come train. And the kids that we work with um, are really in need of, of the lessons that the sport of wrestling uh, provides. And so in a nutshell, um, all coaches do this, all, all coaches that are passionate and um, you know, really care about their kids, which, which coaching is, it's just such a great profession that it's shaping kids' lives. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's really like we are trying to tackle um, and provide some clarity uh, around the idea of just how does wrestling change your life? Like, what is it about the sport that um, is just such a strong part of your identity? And, and the people that go through the sport, what is it that makes them different? What is it that, why is there so many presidents, U.S. presidents that have wrestling in their background? Um, why is it, you know, Wall Street is inundated with wrestlers? Why is it that so many leaders in society, uh, teachers and educators, and um, it's not just, it's, it's, it's really not, it's, it's not just the state titles. It's not just the All-American titles. It's not becoming an Olympian. It's just just what is it about that journey that that leads us to view the world through the lens uh, of a wrestler, right? And so what we try and do uh, at Beat the Streets uh, in all of the different sites and a lot of other people in the same uh, space that we're in, we, we, we share an office here in, in Midtown Manhattan with an organization called Row New York and another one called Play Rugby mm-hmm. and then another one called I Challenge Myself. And there's a whole host of others, and what we try and do is, is, again, provide clarity around the lessons that our sport um, 
teaches and instills in young boys and girls and teaches them like how to win in life, right? Yeah. And again, for a lot of the kids that we work with, they really need it. They need us. They need the sport of wrestling. They need to know how to fight through difficult circumstances. Right. And so that's what beat the streets. That's our goal. The outcomes we're trying to, we're aspiring to provide uh, to our kids are, are a providing a lifelong impact, right? Teaching kids what it takes to do well in school, right? right. Um, you could have a, a sub par record of below 500 winning percentage, but you can take those skills that your coach taught you and when you got your butt kicked on the mat and you came off in tears and um, your coach mentored you to find some victories and, and to get you to uh, believe in yourself. And we're, we're very, uh, uh, we, we really love the idea of the growth mindset where you, it's, it's not about the uh, talents that you were born with, but about the work ethic that can lead to success no matter no matter what, no matter how fast you are, how strong you are, what your winning percentage is, you can get a, a, the lessons from the sport of lesson of, of the sport of wrestling that can lead you to become a high school grad and a college grad and a CEO and a titan on Wall Street right. and um, a great a great role model and mother and father and you know coach. A lot of our best coaches now and most engaged coaches at Beat the Streets are our very same alumni that we mentored and tutored and coached just, just a few number of years ago and, and now they're giving back. So right. it's kind of a long-winded answer, but that's we're trying to, to really take those lessons that wrestling provides through the wrestling experience, um, winning with grace you know, losing and realizing that it's, it's not the end game, you know, right. there's still a whole, there, there's still a whole, um, longer journey out there for you. Um, setting goals and, and working hard to achieve them and being a good teammate and, um, uh, supporting one another and knowing how to take constructive criticism and knowing how not to point the finger and blame others when things don't go your way. And, right. I just, we, we're passionate that no other sport does that better than wrestling. Amen. I feel like you took my pitch. I mean, you should be running the show here. <laughs> um, but how do you guys do it, though, right? So you have, before Beat the Streets, limited wrestling in the city. And it's, it was a, very similar to what's happening in Chicago now. Chicago's a great wrestling hotbed, but the Chicago Public School District's very limited wrestling. And I didn't know that until recently. Um, and I understand, was that probably the case before Beat the Streets? And like, what's been the impact before and after? Yeah, the, the growth here in New York City has is, is been massive. Um, okay. we, we're, we're in our 13th year. Um, in 2005, we, uh, when Beat the Streets began, there were only 25 wrestling programs. And there was only one of those that was uh, at the middle school level. So, where were the other ones at? Um, high school or elementary clubs? Yeah, there were roughly 23, 24 high school programs, and okay. there was one middle school program. What? That's and crazy. now there's 150 wrestling programs. And so, uh, that wouldn't be the case without Beat the Streets, and that wouldn't be the case without our strongest partner, uh, New York City's Public Schools Athletic League. So, um, the PSAL has been instrumental um, in partnership with Beat the Streets, and mm -hmm. Mike Novogratz was a huge part of that. Um, our, our founder, in addition to Mike, was Al Bevilacqua, who's a legendary wrestling coach from Long Island, okay. uh, was a former uh, Hofstra wrestling coach, and worked at USA Wrestling, 
his son uh, sons I believe wrestled at Penn State and were you know all Americans nice. um, and so that the their vision was to grow wrestling in urban centers yeah. um, in metropolitan areas something that's really rarely done um, wrestling is historically blue blue collar midwestern rural yeah. sport yeah. Um, and so you know through the 80s 90s title nine was was really um, decimating some wrestling programs and uh, not that long ago uh, Olympic wrestling was was in jeopardy and so there had been a you know a, a current of wrestling is is hurting right now wrestling is struggling right now we need we need more people involved we need we need more we, we need more kids to be stepping up and, and joining wrestling teams we need more coaches we need more resources we need opportunities um, and so that's that's where Mike came in and and Al they had the vision to, to grow it here in New York City and they formed a partnership with the PSAL yeah and um, it started out very humble beginnings. Uh, I think Mike just helped out at one wrestling program in Lower Manhattan, and bought them a wrestling mat, and probably bought them some uniforms. And then he did it for another program, and, and then he did it for another program, and bought them a mat and some uniforms, and would you know go help out, just go go in and roll around on the mats to help out. So they then took it to uh, this idea to the PSAL, and really wanted to scale it. And and so they started a partnership where Beat the Streets would buy a mat and kick off the the cost of uniforms and, and maybe any kind of you know tournament expenses, um, wrestling shoes, yep. and they would do that for the first and the third year, and then they wanted a commitment from the school slash PSAL to to pay for the the second year and then the fourth year and then every year thereafter. It's self sustaining. Yep. And so, so how do they do that? So it's this is long before I got here, but yeah. that was the um, that was the origin of it. And then okay. it, they did that with one program and then another program and another program. And as the PSAL realized the the passion that beat the streets and our board had and the resources that we wanted to put behind this this plan um, they really bought in and now they fund um, 80 boys high school programs and then we have the PSAL has a, a girls only wrestling league which at the was like first of its kind girls versus girls you yeah. know not girls jumping onto a boys high school team, which we have that too, mm -hmm. but we actually have an exclusively girls wrestling league. So at the high school level, the PSAL now supports 110 wrestling programs, almost completely on their own. They have referees and they have competitions and there's tournament travel and all the high school wrestling, all the high school wrestlers in New York City compete in um, section 12. And that's like the New York State inter... Uh, into, yeah, yeah, it's like how they qualify for the public school uh, state championships, which takes place in, in Albany every okay. February. And so, um, again, before there was only 20, 24 teams that were competing um, in, that, in that section. Now, for the boys' state championship, there's, there's, there's 80. So we're by yeah, far right. the Is largest section. Um, we're by far the largest section that competes to go to the uh, the tournament now they have to qualify right there's not an 80 man bracket I was going to say that sounds insane yeah. 
Wow. They have to qualify to be able to compete in it, but yeah. there's a lot of wrestlers here and there's a lot of support and the PSAL has been instrumental and um, Beat the Streets has been instrumental. And um, and so we still support uh, the high school league. We have training centers. We've, uh, we have three now. We have one in Manhattan, one in Brooklyn, and one in Staten Island. Um, so have you stayed alone buildings or how does that work? So we're, we have, uh, we're in uh, public high schools. Nice. Um, we also have a um, uh, like in the in the summertime we have college camps that we support kids to go to we have um, travel competition pretty much year-round there's some preseason competitions where we host them here in the city mm-hmm. um, we'll go out of the city um, in the postseason we transition into freestyle just like the rest of the country does and we go to the Northeast regionals and we'll go to um, uh, high school nationals, which that's actually folk style, but yep, yep. we uh, will then send kids to the national championships in Fargo, North Dakota. Yep. Um, which you experience those kids, right? And so for a lot of these kids, they don't get out of the city. So, you know, to have an experience for them to get on a bus and, you know, be a part of a community, like even if, you know, a lot of the their teams, they're not wrestling for Blair Academy. They're not wrestling right. for St. Ed's. They're not really in... We're trying to create that wrestling culture, um, that that wrestling community that you see in the hotbeds, which ironically is not very far from us, Long Island and New Jersey and upstate New York and Pennsylvania. Yeah. So our kids are starting to get that same experience. We have quality coaches, um, both in our training centers, but our, our various high school coaches throughout the country, throughout the city. Um, and, and so they get that experience and they get to leave the city and they get to be a team and they get to have teammates and they get to wear, you know, a consistent singlet and things like that. So, awesome. and then we do off the mat, um, mentorship too, which is relatively new. We, uh, my predecessor, Jim Fallis started, we call it the, he called it the top of the podium camp, which is the top camp. And they did that in the, in the summer where, again, they got the kids out of the city, just like when they go to various different college camps. Mm-hmm. And we did, they did a nutrition workshop and they did a um, anti-bullying workshop and uh, they wrote thank you letters to our donors. And, and so that's, that's sort of like the high school programming piece. Like those are the high school programs, Beat the Streets runs like supplementary programs to the high school program. So... Um, we have high school coaches where they may not have access to the wrestling room in the spring or in the summer or in the fall. They just get it from November to February. So we, we don't, we want to make sure our kids have every opportunity to improve and become really passionate and, you know, strive to win a state title. So we have training centers year round. We want them to be able to compete, uh, preseason and postseason when their team, their high school team is not going to just say as everybody else. Yeah. They don't have a wrestling club that like, like that's where we come in. So we're providing that supplementary support. And then we started, like I was mentioning this, uh, off the mat mentorship. We, we do an SAT prep program, um, to help kids, uh, prepare for the SAT and, and, you know, graduate from high school and be able to attend and compete even in college, uh, in a high school wrestling team. We uh, started a Regents test prep, which in New York State, you have to pass each year to go to the next year in high school. Okay. Um, we do life skill workshops. We have a, a relatively new, very strong partner, uh, a technology company called Veronis Incorporated. Okay. And they are um, helping fund our SAT prep. They run an internship program for our kids where they experience a different branch of the organization from 
um, sales and marketing to human resources to even industrial IT. Um, we, they're doing uh, life skill workshops surrounding financial literacy. So we're, we're really trying to, you know, we have a mantra called lifelong impact. Yeah. And so we're really, you know, if, if we do our job, which it's hard, it's really hard to, um, you know, it's, it's not a suburban setting where, you know, you see their parents all the time. You have a booster club. They're, you know, yeah, making food for one another yeah. and the bleachers and they're all hanging out. It's just, we do have some of that. We do have some parents like that, but we're trying to fill the void that um, some, some of our, you know, some of the parts of our community may not have that. And so we want, Beat the Streets wants to be that home. Beautiful thing. I love it. And it's something where, you know, who wouldn't be behind something like this? And just the organization of it is amazing. Um, and one thing that really sticks out to me is, you know, you and I could say wrestling changed our life. And I think most people who wrestle would agree that it did change your life. But for these kids, it's a whole other level of like life changing. You know, you're providing structure. And maybe just talk about, you know, some of the stories you've, you've seen with some of these kids. And I hope eventually we can get some of those gentlemen on the program. But uh, do you have any stories or any examples of, of how you're changing lives in the communities or some of the kids you're working with? Yeah. Um, so just today we found out that um, a member of our community, uh, she was really involved in, uh, in, in the Beat the Streets uh, you know, ecosystem here, wrestled um, at, a, at one of our strong high school programs. Um, her family recently lost their home. I think there was a fire and... Uh, you know, instantly we brought it up at the staff meeting. Um, we're we're going to notify our board of directors. We're going to put it on our social media. Like that's just like a real easy yeah. uh, in terms of something like okay, let's put some resources together to support this person. Yeah. But um, you know, some of our kids, we've had kids who, you know, I've seen uh, a couple of years ago. We had we had a kid. You know, some kids who were incredibly obese. Um, they weren't living healthy. They you know, not getting perhaps healthy eating habits at home and not access to exercise. And so they have, they have healthy, safe places to go train and to be mentored by kids. And they've been able to lose a lot of weight and, you know, mm -hmm. regain their confidence and develop healthy eating habits and um, just believe that they can right, lead a healthy, strong, confident yeah. life. Um, just recently, one of our kids from Brooklyn um, I wasn't even aware of this was, you know, throughout his high school career was, was living in homeless shelters, like his, they were living in upstate New York and was in a really difficult, um, challenging upbringing and had to leave upstate New York to, to get out of that, uh, what was a, a, a difficult environment. And the safest environment at that time was to live in a homeless shelter. And so now this kid had a great coach, um, he, he, he mentored him, um, Coach Perez out at Grand Street, and um, Odin Gray is, is the name of, of, of our student athlete, and he, he's, he's now going to school at a, a, a college in upstate New York, getting an education. He's a, a member of the wrestling team at Cortland, and, and it, it's just outstanding wow. stuff. Like, And so this is like, you know, I'll just share a story too. This Please. Is, so I was at a concert, and I told my staff this a couple times, but... You know, sometimes I don't say sometimes as wrestlers, we're always like, wow, we just we just focus so much on like what we're trying to fix or what we're trying to attain or, mm -hmm. you know, you, you don't really pay attention. You, you don't remember 
the, the 30 wins you might have and what would be a stellar season, but you remember the two that you lost or maybe even just the one you lost in the state finals or NCAA finals or whatever it is. And so we're always trying to fix these things. And, and I can I can tell you that, you know, anything we do in life is, is hard and challenging. And But I had I didn't really quite understand how... Uh, challenging and how hard the work is here in the nonprofit space. Um, but I f- focus a lot on what, how can we become the best like sports-based youth development organization? And how can we impact our kids the most, better than anybody else? Like We want to be the best. And it's just really hard work, and we're trying to create a culture where in urban New York City, there has never been a wrestling culture. So it's, yeah. it's a lot of heavy lifting. It sometimes feels like you're pushing a boulder up the hill but we're wrestlers and we keep doing it and sometimes you know that can that can beat you down a little bit and so I was at a concert recently and um I went and had a a beer with uh, after the show and I ran into a guy and I told him what I I asked him what he did and he was a lawyer and um told him what I did and he just looked at me and he was just like man you're you, you gotta figure it out he's like you're you're doing you're doing really good work and I'm like I am. I was like, but my, my, I've got, I've got my challenges. Like this, this job is really hard, and you know, there's a lot of different, you know, pieces to the puzzle. Things we're trying to do, and you feel overworked and mm-hmm. understaffed, and you need more resources, and you want more success. And he just like really stopped me and had to be like, no man, like trust me, like you, you, you are making a difference. He's like, I don't really feel I'm making a difference. He's like, I make the money. I, you know, yeah, went to a good school. I have a nice lifestyle, but he's like, I don't, I'm not really getting out of it what I would perceive that you're getting out of it in, in your career. And so it kind of like, right, it's like, That's help me stop the smell of roses. And yeah. I took that opportunity and shared it with the staff because it was in the month of August and we were slammed in August. We were so busy. We, we had so much programming about to take off. We had camps and training centers and uh, Emma Randall had just joined her staff and we were trying to make heavy programmatic. It was a it was a tough month, yeah. and you could just feel it. Like God, man, we got to get through this month. And it was just a really timely uh, occurrence to run into this this guy and kind of bring me back down to earth and realize how uh, important the work is that we do here at Beat the Streets. Definitely, and that, that's a touching story. And it, it's so true though because I work in um, software sales, and a lot of times I feel like. Yeah, things are going well, but like, who cares? But then hopefully through this podcast, give back a little bit. But what you guys are doing is really moving the needle. Um, and that's a, that's an amazing thing. And, and one person who's helped you guys a lot is this Mike Novogratz gentleman. You mentioned mm-hmm. a couple times. He's come up in a couple interviews I've had in the past. Maybe just introduce the listeners to who this person is and the impact he's had on wrestling, both at the Olympic level and you know, helping save it, as well as what you guys are doing here. Yeah, I mean, simply put, we beat the streets wouldn't be where we were without Mike. Um, and I, I think American wrestling um, owes a huge uh, debt of gratitude. Like he's one of the most supportive individuals, if not the most, in and I don't know how long, if not ever. Um, Maybe worldwide wrestling, saving the Olympics. Yeah, so he he was involved in the um, preser- preservation of wrestling that that group to um, you know lobby and you know work with. Uh, International wrestling community to make sure that um, internet that Olympic wrestling was going to remain in the the current schedule for uh, Olymp- the Olympics, and so. But you know, we have a, a healthy staff. We have um, seven, eight full time people here. Um, we have 
um, a middle school league that we completely run every aspect from identifying and hiring coaches to um, working with USA Wrestling uh, on their insurance coverage to um, buying, paying for wrestling mats and sending them to different competitions in and out of the city. Um, college, you know, college wrestling camps and our own top of the podium camp and, um, you know, we're having a, a really powerful board of directors to uh, buy into the vision and to work with the public schools athletic league and to just everything we do. Like we just, we just couldn't, like we, we just wouldn't be able to, uh, be at the destination where we are now to work with so many kids and, um, our annual benefit, as, as you know, is a really just major, major marquee event. Um, and so to, it for the non, uh, yeah, non so the, our annual benefit is really, um, atypical. It, it's not a, our cocktail, hour, it's not a cocktail hour followed by, um, a plated dinner and live auction. It's, it's a fun, um, it's it's an event where we take the the we have a dual meet between U, the U.S. national team and uh, we compete against another international team. We've wrestled um, Cuba, Russia, Iran, Japan, and then we've also had various other um, uh, international like uh, competitors like marquee matches. Mm-hmm. And last year in particular was probably one of the str- probably the strongest lineup we had. When we wrestled, um, we wrestled Cuba and Frank Chimizo from uh, Italy, who formerly was at Cuba, uh, wrestled against Jordan Burroughs in just a star-studded match. It was it, it awesome capped match. off the evening. Kyle yeah. Snyder wrestled and Kyle Dake and um, uh, David Taylor. Uh, uh, there were just so many um, big-time matches, and so. That event is our annual benefit. It's our, our, you know, we used to call it the gala. Um, it's our primary source of funding for all the programs. Um, so we raise, we gross $1.2 million on that event. Wow. And so all that goes to, you know, the kids in New York City, pay for our staff, pay for the event, pay for uh, sending kids to camps and tournaments and buses. And so uh, it's really a marquee event. And so, it, like I said, it's not a, a traditional um you know, fundraiser. Black tie yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's awesome. it's just cool. It's fun. It's exciting. It's a huge lift. <laughs> it takes a lot of people and How a do lot you block of partners. Off the streets? Uh, for people don't know, I remember the first year really caught my eye. It was in Times Square, right? <laughs> Is this the one we're talking yep. about? Yeah. So we've. How do you block off the streets? We had it out. We had it on the Intrepid. Um, okay. We had it in Times Square. <clears throat> we had it in Grand Central <clears throat> and for all I so this I've been here two and a half years so. I'm coming up. This will be the fourth annual benefit I've been involved with. Um, I think the best one that I've been, that I either visited as uh, just a patron or uh, worked was last year at Pier 17. So there's a lot of people that say no is Times Square. I love Pier 17 at the South Street Seaport. Okay. You had Brooklyn Bridge in the background. You had the Brooklyn skyline in the background. You had Lower Manhattan in the background. Yeah. There was um, a lot of space there. We were able to. Um, come up with a really discounted like general admission ticket for $25 for a lot of people that historically wouldn't have been able to um, pay the steeper ticket for the the after party. So um, this year we're looking at a couple different options. We're looking at Madison Square Garden Theater, um, trying to take it indoors uh, perhaps this year. 
So it's a, it's just, you know, I think when you look at the, the, the wrestling, like the, the not to be missed wrestling events uh, across the globe, you have the Olympics or the world championships in the non-Olympic years, you have the NCAAs, um, you know, you have Beat the Streets annual benefit. It brings in teams from, from different yeah. parts of the world. We usually have you know 700 or so um, people with seats uh, watching the event. Last year, as I said, we had like another 500 um, with that with more space at Pier 17. With the live stream too, I watched it with a bunch of guys in Chicago. It's an event. It's not just to check a box, give some money to help a cause. It's awesome wrestling. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And one of the things we really tried to do um, was keep the spirit alive of our kids. And in all the hoopla and all the, all the just dazzle of, of the event and the underneath the bright lights in Times Square or seeing the Brooklyn and Manhattan skyline, the whole reason this, uh, this exists, it's to support boys and girls that want to wrestle in New York City. It's to raise funds to help us continue to impact kids in middle school and our junior league and then also in high school and then trying to support them again not just training and trying to win a state title or mm-hmm. going finding a college to compete at but really try to change their life and keep them uh, engaged with the organization long after they leave I love it it's awesome and I, I do want to get some of your guys on here um, notably the gentleman who won the state tournament um, named Escaping right now so we had uh, Brandon Nunez and Terry Adams who was the first one though? Brandon Nunez yeah yeah. And he won um, the New York States, right? right? Yeah, he was the first first Beat the Streets um, uh, individual to uh, win a Division One state title. Yeah, it was a big deal. A big deal. Even if, it, even if to win a state title in general is an amazing accomplishment. A lot of people train their whole lives to do it. And I know a lot of times we only focus on the NCAAs, but it's super hard to win a state title. And the fact that someone from the program did it is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, very cool. Yeah, it was a really, it was a, that was... Were you guys all there for it, or? Yeah, yep. Wow, was it just, like, going, like, pandemonium? Oh, yeah, it was very emotional, and, um, yeah, it was a big deal. We all knew that he, that, right, he should, and he could, but it's... Yeah, shot the whole time. It's, it's, it's a, it's it's a major accomplishment. It's hard to do, all the pressure's on you. Um, and then, coincidentally, he wrestled Terry Adams in the finals that year, and beat Terry, and then the next year, Terry made the finals again and won it. Do you, are you able to take any of the kids up there to the tournament to watch? Yeah, yeah, we bring, we, we usually load up or... a bus, bus load of kids and bring them up to Albany for the for the last day for the finals. I mean, that is like, they talk about ignition events and getting kids excited, like that must be amazing to see the state tournament totally. for those kids, you know. Absolutely. Well, I know we have just a little bit of time left. I want to you with a couple quick questions here. The first is, you were uh, a Division One coach for a long time, uh, first at Columbia, then at Cal Poly, leading those organizations. How different of a, of a day-to-day is it now versus what you are doing before? Harder, easier? What was that like? Yeah, I think about it a lot. There's, there's certain things that are, that are easier, there's certain things that are harder. Um, I think the thing that I find very challenging is it's like measuring the impact and measuring like when you, when you have a record, you know, okay, this was my record. I had eight wins last year. I sent, you know, five guys to the NCAs. You had one all American. Well, you're going to have to outdo that. You're going to have to win nine matches. Right. You're going to want to send six guys to the NCAs and have two all Americans or a national champ. And, and every coach can relate to that. Um, and so it's real easy to measure how you're doing. And, it's just a lot harder in the nonprofit space. Um, 
I think you got to really like we had a staff retreat last week and we one of the the items we talked about was celebrating success and again we got to keep reminding ourselves of the good work that we're doing um, but we celebrate those stories you know the, mm-hmm. the kid who is in a, a homeless shelter who's now getting a college education um, and then again not all like um, gloom and doom you know the kid who you know, he came in, in in ninth grade and he was a very, you know, mediocre wrestler, had, you know, didn't believe in himself, um, maybe didn't have, uh, you know, a lot of the kids in Long Island and the state of New York and everywhere else in the country start wrestling when they're five years old. Right. A lot of our kids don't have that, you know, right. that's why we started our middle school league, the junior league. Um, yeah. But there, there's, there's just so many stories um, of success and impact. And so we try and keep those alive. But there's also the mentality that, you know, in nonprofits, we're always trying to, you want to measure it. Like, how do you measure? Okay, how many kids did you have? Did you start at the start of the year? How many did you have at the end of the year? What was your attrition? You know, how many kids are continuing in the sport from eighth grade to ninth grade? Um, How many of your kids are uh, placing at the state championships? And how many of your kids are going to college? And so sometimes it's, it's hard to measure all that, or sometimes you don't like you don't like what you see. You know, you, you want more. We're wrestlers. We, we yeah. just want more success, and we want to just be knocking it out of the park. But then you you see a kid, and you he, he comes by the office, and you know you he's just happy to pick up a free pair of wrestling shoes. Right. Or you know he goes to a, a, a tournament, and I, I like I teach uh, one of our training centers every Monday, okay. and I. I would historically pop in and out, go maybe one week, and then you know go a couple weeks later. You like the Godfather walking in there? The kids uh, going nuts or what? Well, I I got I think I'm getting way more out of it than they are. So <laughs> I have just been so rejuvenated to be it's just awesome. one day a week to be able to be on the mat and working with kids and talking about the growth mindset and having them encouraging them to write their goals down on their phone so they see it every day and um, just trying to. Uh, Re reinforce the idea that it's not about where you start; it's where you finish, and 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 start to see kids coming back. You know, God, I'm recognizing faces, and yeah. starting to joke with me a little bit, and you know, rolling around with them, and and it's it's really uh, so you have those experiences, and you realize it just reminds you just how how lucky we are, and just what it it's just so tremendous for us to be a place for kids to just a safe space to come and train and learn the sport of wrestling, be around coaches that care for them Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, ultimately trying to develop them into outstanding young men and women. I love it. Last thing for you, um, I was going to say coach, former coach, but uh, kind of a coach now. Uh, How can some, how can um, folks outside of New York support the program? How can we find out about the gala? Um, how can how can people support the cause? Um, the easiest thing to do is to go to our website btsny.org. That stands for Beat the Streets New York. Yep. Yep. Um, we're about to be publishing information on our annual benefit, which it's historically taken place in May. We're, we we may be moving it earlier to February, but all that will be um, um, you know. All that information will be spread out. We'll have a save the date form. I would definitely encourage people to follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're always broadcasting information out. If people want to get involved, and you know, my uh, I'm on the website. Uh, my email is bbuckley at btsny.org. But 
anyone can sign up for our, our email distribution list and we send out a newsletter and monthly updates. We do lots of cool events beyond the annual benefit. We have an actual adult wrestling competition called Step Into the Circle. And so that's a blast. We rent a cool warehouse in Brooklyn and we have, you know, a bar in the corner and yeah. um, we get our, it's just a really cool, fun event. You get out there? Do. I did. Did you? You yep. smoke them or what, man? I got lost in the finals last year, but uh, really? I, I, was, you wrestle? I was happy to uh, compete. Uh, I had wrestled Nick Arugia. Okay. Yeah. So there's some good guys that come out for that. Uh, huh? yeah. 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 It's a blast. Wow. Um, Let's see, uh, we also um, have a tailgate and tonics event in, in the fall. We did that in, uh, in September. We, yeah, there's just always cool stuff going on. Anybody can, if they want to volunteer, we just have to have them fill out a form to be able to coach on the mat with the kids. You want to mentor a kid, um, anyone that's interested in joining our board of directors are more than happy to do so. Um, there's lots of different ways to get involved, but the annual benefit's a blast. And, and what, are, what about if they're not from New York? So they just to donate money? Can they do that? How do they do that? Yeah, absolutely. There's just a donate tab on, donate tab. on our, okay. our website. Because um, I think a lot of people just don't, um, people know the name. It's got some good brand, um, brand traction, but it's like a lot of people where I grew up in the middle of a farm town where they're passionate about the cause and they would, I think they would help out if they could. Now they can't coach and they can't put the man hours in, but maybe the funds they could. So just yeah. go to the website, donate, and, and obviously that adds up, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, more the more support we, we receive, the more we can do for our kids. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you. I'm excited. I'm feeling like warmth in the heart here. I don't know, it's just awesome to be in this, this office and I understand what you guys do, so I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks a lot for having me. Appreciate it. Anytime. That's the end of this episode, but definitely not the end of the show. For more episodes, please go to wrestlingchangemylife.org. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a star rating. Show the love, baby. Show the love. Thank you so much. We'll see you again soon. Peace.